0: I'm Nick Filardi. I'm Jason Theobar. Welcome to the world's second finest podcast. Today, we're talking Bat Books, which came out February 1996. Also, we have Amazon affiliate links for everything that we're going to talk about today, including for Batman Contagion, which is going to be the bulk of this episode, that has its own standalone trade. So you don't have to like hunt. You're not like, oh, I need Shadow of the Bat 47 and then I need Azriel 15. No, 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 no. Just get the contagion trade. Or don't get it if you decide upon listening to this thing that you're like, this sounds like it sucks. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not you. I, I or don't, or, don't or get show up it to work it tomorrow. How about that? How about that? Well,
1: yeah, don't show up to work, but also get Contagion, even if you think it sucks because, like, I don't know, people do that sometimes too. They're like, That's oh, this true. thing to yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. so do do that as well. I mean, it, the options, there are, we're giving people options here is what we're doing. Yes. I think. You can optionally go to work. You can optionally
0: yeah. pick up Contagion. Also, yeah. you can catch this on YouTube.com slash NickPhil with a little bit of art. Uh, Jason, I have not posted the <laughs> the one that went live yesterday yet yeah, i was yeah. still working on it it was a lot of house of mystery stuff that i was pulling from different issues and so it was a little more involved than i necessary. it might be a little late on that one but uh yeah otherwise they're usually posted around sundays ish look look it's free it's free content it's free it's free content don't yeah. complain
1: stop complaining yeah. Yeah, when, when once once we start making like ten thousand dollars a month off of a Patreon, we'll start worrying about like—is that a thing? Is that possible? Oh we yeah. got to hook one whale, Jason. That's the key. Yeah, that's <laughs> what we got to go after. If if you're if you're a lonely tech billionaire, even millionaire, <laughs> even millionaire, you don't have to be a billionaire. Attention
0: Dubai, we will yeah. take your horrible blood money <laughs> we have no morals <laughs>
1: uh,
0: batman 528 written by doug munch with art by kelly jones and john Beattie on inks colors by greg wright steps by android images todd klein on letters edited by denny o'neill with jordan b gorfinkel as associate editor the issue features a cover without the regular batman letterhead at the top instead it's a circus banner with Batman chained to the stage at the mercy of Two-Face as the ringleader. It's Two-Face, part two. The schism faces. We pick up where we left off. A Gotham standoff in an after-hours circus. Of course, of course that's where we left off. <laughs> Batman with batarangs, Two-Face with a gun drawn on a Siamese twin hostage, Lockhart the ringmaster with his own gun drawn, the strongman and knife thrower out cold. Eventually, Everyone's trying to negotiate their way out of this, but the knife thrower wakes up. He throws a knife at Batman. Batman grabs it midair. All heck's about to break loose now, but the gunplay gets interrupted because a lion gets set free. And this this circus lion is going to mess everybody up. Batman squares off against him, preparing to fight a lion, but it's okay. The lion's a coward. He's he's actually a pretty chill, chill dude.
1: Chill dude. Yep. Well, and also he's not a bald eagle. So Batman doesn't exactly. really have the bloodlusts exactly. Exactly. that he usually has for animals.
0: <laughs> he meets a clown who saw the original murders that Lockhart, the strongman, and the knife thrower did, and he wants to come forward now. Great. But first, Batman has to deal with the bad guys. He kicks the strongman's butt again. Again. Harvey scoops up the clown while Batman's dealing with that. Batman out batterangs the knife thrower, pinning him to a wall helplessly. Two-Face has both Lockhart and the Siamese twins held captive at this point. He dresses like the clown in order to trick Batman, who he shoots in the chest. But hey, Kevlar. Before yeah. Two-Face can kill any, anybody else, uh, a third arm emerges from the chest of the Siamese twins. Surprising Two-Face bursts out of his, the center of his chest like an alien chest buster.
1: Yeah, like a, like a, like a Deus Ex extra appendage. Yeah, is, exactly. Is what we got exactly. going on here? It startles Two
0: Face. Batman's on the scene. He's back on his feet, and he's able to uh, to close the fight after all that, with everyone alive and the clown as a witness. Batman is confident in the system of justice, doing the rest. The system of justice never gets it wrong. Next issue, Poison Ivy. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> what do you think of Batman Five Twenty
1: Eight? I I fucking loved it. I think like we were saying in the last episode with Kelly Jones, just like if you're a writer and like you have Kelly Jones as an artist drawing Batman, you're like, well, we're going to the fucking circus. Like, I'm well, not like, go- yeah, well, we're going yeah. to the circus. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to have Kelly Jones draw as little political intrigue as possible. <laughs> Yeah, right, you know, right, I, right. I want, I want Siamese twins. I want a strong man. I want some weird looking circus owner who's a you know, murderer. It's, like-
0: it's funny that you bring that up because uh, I feel like when I talk to uh, people who are trying to break into the industry and have like penciled portfolios and stuff like that, and they think that drawing Batman is going to be like all cape and cowl, like all the way down the line. And it's like, no, man, you'll get page after page of political intrigue with the mayor's race. And it's like, you're there's a lot of stuff in there that it's like not fun to draw, but is part of it for some reason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got to be a um, you got to be a Kelly Jones type to to be able to get the like, let's give this guy fun stuff to draw.
0: Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Like,
0: exactly. And
1: you got you got to Pay, pay some dues, apparently.
0: Yeah, and I feel like these past couple of uh, uh, issues really delivered. Batman doing his own detective work. He's, like, hunting down the the leads. The only thing that I didn't really like was that in the first issue, he fought the strong man and the knife thrower, and then in this issue, he refights the strong man and the knife thrower, and I'm just like, can we just, like, do something else? Maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. The action, the 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 action became like a little small, and the conclusion was a little quick. But I'm just such a sucker for for Kelly Jones drawing. Yeah, uh, whatever. Like the kinds of things he obviously like loves to draw, like the most. Right, right. You know, yeah. I the
0: there's a shot in the very beginning where it's the uh, Gotham standoff, two guns and Batman in the middle. (laughs) yeah <laughs> and, and like anybody else would have like batman like chest out batarangs in hand like ready to fucking go and kelly jones instead draws him hunched over all cape like a creepy little weirdo in the midst of everything oh it's yeah so
1: good it's so good <laughs> yeah well because i think honestly i think i think kelly jones has this like He has a great understanding of the character in a way that like only like a handful of people who've worked on him seem to get, which is that like, no, it is it is kind of creepy. The thing that this guy is doing, like he's he's kind of certainly weird at a minimum. uh, Yeah, like he's definitely not right in the head. And like it's not like like most of the time that just gets played for like easy laughs because it is easy laughs that he's just like so like. Dead, like serious, and like all, like always super focused, and all of that. But it's like, yeah, Kelly Jones really is just. It's like, I think because maybe like he like looks at someone like Batman. It's like, well, I'm a I'm a comic book nerd because how how else do you become a comic book artist? And yeah, you, you uh, start a comic book nerd. Yeah, yeah. And uh most of my uh peers who are also comic book nerds are freaky little weirdos. You know, and I and and they get super obsessed about just the weirdest things, and I think that's what this guy is like.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah. he
1: just gets and it and it's and it just it it, it puts you off sometimes, you know, and like but 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 also it just seems like he he just enjoys the um sort of like late Victorian era. Sort of thing, sure. You know, and that's kind of exactly what, like, you know, that like that hunch and like everything's like dark and creepy and yeah, you know, uh, there's steam everywhere, like all 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 that kind of stuff. I did enjoy in this issue
0: that they covered some ground that we covered in the previous pod, which is that like circuses aren't really a thing and this whole business is failing, but we're all still here doing it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah because we got we got no place else to
0: go yeah the clown is like what the fuck am i supposed to do with my life i'm a clown yeah like where am i supposed to go from here an office job am i supposed to learn how to code jason
1: listen listen does this clown know anything about some people call him a villain but we certainly don't but there's there there's a, a a masked figure in gotham who uh, may or may not be dead and has a very strong political ideology <laughs> might be able to help this clown out. Wait, who, who is that? Anarchy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Anarchy. Anarchy
0: will take him in for sure. For sure. Yeah. Anarchy will help him out. You know, like that's my, that's my head cannon now is anarchy and this clown
1: just solving mysteries around town. Or like, or like anarchy. Oh God, that, you know what? That would actually be so much fun to write. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I'm thinking of a different story of, uh, of, and and it would be kind of, it would kind of track with what like an anarchist would do, but like anarchy, just like running a, um, like, like a, like a compound slash group home, like a syndicalist, like anarchist, just like, you know, farm where like anybody can live and like work sure. sure and he's just
0: and he's just picking up the pieces like the the people yeah. that batman breaks along the way he's just like scooping them up and putting them to work on the farm you know yeah
1: they they, they all happen to mostly be clowns at first but that's you know <laughs> that, that changes over time
0: it changes when you when you get kelly jones off the book and then you're no longer at any circuses
1: <laughs> yeah 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 uh, all, all of a sudden you get you get into a uh, gotham central and like greg rucka and then it's like a bunch of disgraced cops and like yeah anarchy Anarchy's doesn't know what to do desk,
0: be- like what the fuck am i gonna do with these guys
1: <laughs> it's like he's like ah, oh, they used to be cops i don't know if i can accept them but also i just shit they're ah oh, shit because god damn it my ideals are really being put to the test right now see yeah, this, thing, yeah. writes this thing writes itself this thing writes itself Tom King, I have your next big prestige book.
0: It's a, it's almost it's almost like Gotham Central was a rich vein that and a deep mine of really great ideas. Yes, it's almost like that. Yeah. Anyway, before we start Shadow of the Bat forty eight, this is issue one of Contagion, which is a uh, long arc that is that goes through uh, multiple Bat books. It is about a virus. If you are sensitive to COVID-19, you might not want to really listen to our review of Contagion. Uh, You might want to skip the rest of this pod. If you are still with us, welcome. Jason,
1: take us into Shadow 48. Batman, Shadow of the Bat, number 48. The Shadow Falls on. The Apocalypse Plague. Contagion, part one. Alan Grant is the writer. Vince Guarino is the penciler. Ray McCarthy inker. Pamela Rambo colorist. Android Images separating those colors. Bill Oakley is the letter letterer. Bill <laughs> Brian Stillfries always with the amazing cover of paintings. Jordan B. Gorfunkel associate editor. Dennis O'Neill big boy editor. We open in a secret location of the Order of Saint Dumas, somewhere in Africa. There's a quasi moto looking motherfucker smashing some shit around a lab with a gosh darn sledgehammer. And he ain't looking too well. He's all filled with just boils and stuff and bleeding eyes and shit. And yep. some dude's space suits with a St. Dumas logo on it got to respect the branding come mm. into the room and they're trying to take him alive. You know, they're like trying to calm him down and take him alive. But this guy ain't having any of this shit and he smashes one dude straight in the face with a sledgehammer. What's a (laughs) sledgehammer doing in a lab? Okay, is he a big Peter Gabriel fan or something? I mean, Peter Gabriel is pretty dope, so okay, but Mm -hmm. all right. Mm -hmm. And during the smashing of one man's face, Glass flies and cuts another guy's spacesuit or his clean suit. And this is where we learn that The virus is loose in the lab, and he's doomed because this shit is super, super uh, uh, infectious. So Quasimodo uh, gets shot in the face, even though they wanted to take him alive. The guy who is probably going to die of the virus shoots himself in the head because he doesn't want to deal with this shit. So apparently this is all really bad. And all of this we see... Is from CCTV camera footage that Jean-Paul Azriel is sharing with Batman and De Robbins with his big old oh, face I, up on I the screen.
0: Write, I didn't write Jean-Paul Azriel in any of my in any of my setups, and I'm I'm really kicking myself now because this, this is a perfect opportunity. I thought it and then I didn't do it. And I apologize to the listener. <laughs> Whenever I say well, Azriel, just imagine Jean-Paul Azriel. <laughs>
1: The apocalypse, and this is the uh, apocalypse fliv- flav- philovirus, philovirus, I got there. The apocalypse <laughs> philovirus, the apocalypse philovirus is heading to Gotham and Azrael doesn't know where, he doesn't know when, he just knows it's soon and this is going to be bad. Robin's all worried about tracking one man in all of Go- Gotham and Batman's like, shut up boy, I'll show you how to do some real detective work. And, you know, he tells him to start narrowing down the flights coming into Gotham from Africa. Cut to a private jet, presumably flying from Africa. A man on the plane, Mr. Maris, is hacking and sneezing up a storm. Ooh boy, this isn't good. Batman tries to get some help from the police, but it's no use. The new fake commissioner doesn't give a shit, and he goes to hang out with uh, the uh, uh, incumbent Mayor Kroll, who's on his way out. A bunch of dicks. The only other place Batman will find info or the help he needs is a military lab about 50 miles outside of town. Bats is going to bust into the feds. I fucking love it. Hell yeah. So this Mr. Maris asshole is a real super rich asshole, and he's brought to this horrific place called Babylon Towers. Nice touch, Babylon Towers. Real. (laughs) Hubris, man. God's not going to strike me down. (laughs) I read that Bible and I don't believe a word in it. Build the tower
0: higher. (laughs) Build the tower higher.
1: Uh. Babylon Tower is a huge building for the ultra-wealthy to live in. It has everything they need, food, shopping malls, anything. It sounds like hell to me, but fine, whatever, rich people. Maris is sneezing all over the place, not even trying to cover his mouth. And I know this is like non COVID times, but Jesus, man, that's fucking gross. Like, just oh, open man. face, just like, like,
0: post COVID, I'm so conscious of everyone sneezing around me at all times now. I don't know if that's trauma or not. It probably is trauma speaking in my brain right then. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Jason, can I, can I get, can I tell you a, a little pandemic story? Yeah, Real quick. yeah. That, it kind just popped in my head. During the pandemic, before we got a, a vaccine for COVID-19, uh, and everyone was being careful, everyone's like washing their Doritos bag in the sink and shit. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we all like lost our minds for a second there. Um, I was taking the trash out and there was three kids on a playground <laughs> and to the left of me. And they're all like really close to each other. And at first I'm like, man, that's not safe. And then I hear them go, oh, man, you got to smell his breath. And then, he, and then they lean into each other. They're just huffing each other's breath. And they're like, oh, man, you got to smell his breath. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> kids are,
1: kids are going to be kids. Kids are going to be kids. Can't stop them. Can't reason yeah. with them. So Maris gets a call that something has already started. All right, but it's something. But then he says he wants a meeting with the uh, the Residence Association, you know, more rich assholes. Cool, cool. Yep. Batman glides, literally glides right into this military lab and knocks out these Gomer Pyle assholes toot sweet. Like he says he doesn't like it, but I think this is love. Actions speak louder than words. Situation we got going on here. You know, <laughs> it's a little bit. Uh, he asks a scared but beefy desk clerk where the top research chemist is, says he's locked himself away and won't let anyone back into the room he's in. Batman thanks this beefcake by knocking him out via a Vulcan nerve pinch. Batman puts on a clean suit over his regular Batman suit, which I really, I always enjoy when Batman double suits. I-
0: I thought it was very silly that he was like, because he's in like a hazmat suit. So it's like, yeah, his, his ears are in the hood. It's just very weird.
1: Yeah, it's it's it is it is. fun. And what does he find in this forbidden room? Well, the head research chemist has turned into a quasi, not the band quasi, who's really quite good, but a quasi moto. Oh, shucks. <laughs> And the only way we can get a cure is to find a survivor. But it doesn't look like this guy who's bleeding from his eyes and his bone, body's all twisted around is going to be it. This virus is no joke. We are all just dumb meat. Anyway, back in Babylon Towers, this Marist jerk off is telling the other jerk offs about what's coming. He explains and convinces all the rich assholes to fire all the people that work for them. And to send them out into what will sure be a plague-ridden apocalypse, while they try to ride, at, ride it out in their fortress, and that sounds about right. What you know, what rich people would do.
0: That yeah, that is exactly what rich people would do. Not only that, yeah. but like, okay, so he said this, right? And I was like, who is going to maintain your your sewers, your grid, your like, who is going to keep you fed?
1: I'm like. You guys are certainly not tilling the fields, you know. I, I've never read it, and I never will read it because, like, it she's terrible and a terrible writer and a terrible human being. But man, we're uh, hitting Ayn on Ra- all the topics.
0: You're going but, Ayn, uh, Ayn Rand on me. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Uh, the main character is this guy John Galt, right? And like, John Galt is supposed to be this like he he's a a, a libertarian ideal, right? He's this like he's an architect. And he moves to some open space in Montana to like get away from all these like bosses and government regulations and like to build the things he wants to build the way he wants to build. them, Right. And I always thought that that's actually a perfect fucking encapsulation of libertarian and conservative and all those like types of belief systems, because here you have this person who's an architect, right? Architects, clearly needed in society you need people to who know how to design buildings that don't fall down right yeah but they are one part of many 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 people that is needed to build one single small building and to me that's a perfect representation of just a petulant fucking child who thinks that like (laughs) i did this all i did this all it's like no. you made the drawing. You didn't cut down the wood and make the lumber and put yeah, the fucking yeah. lumber together. You didn't dig the foundation. You weren't out there with a shovel. You weren't mm-hmm. you didn't build shit. But I think like, you know, it is actually a great representation of what like yeah, rich people they don't think about that because to them it's no. just magic. Yeah. You know, it's just magic. The the sheets the clean sheets are on the bed when I come back into the room.
0: It's like you know. when we we're talking about when uh Alfred left Bruce for a while there post nightfall and, yeah, yeah. and and he's like uh, how do I do laundry <laughs> you know tr- he's yeah. like struggling meanwhile nightwing is like fucking I'll do it just give me the pile <laughs> like come Yeah
1: on. yeah yeah exactly but like but like all 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 those rich people think in that way like they think they are so mm-hmm so obscenely like capable when they don't do anything in their life yeah yeah but robin though finds out like you know he, he figured out where their target will likely be the babylon towers good job tim very good job and after describing the scene of pestilence that the city is about to see we close on the now fired workers of babylon towers filing out upset that they've been fired abruptly for apparently no reason. And there's this pilot guy who is flying that jackass Merit around and he sneezes. Ooh. Mm -hmm. To be continued. Nick, what'd you think of uh, part one of Contagion? I enjoyed it. I think that uh, Vince Girano,
0: he uh, uh, did a really great job. It's like very square-jawed, like... Weird oh, yeah. people like he drew it, the hell out of it. I, yeah, I yeah. love it's the got, art in this it's book. It's got a 90s flair to it, but it's still there's enough like uh decent drawing like background in there that it's not just style, it's it's like it's very fun. The Batmobile he drew is very fun. The towers yeah. are ridiculous, like and they're like yeah. in the middle of Gotham City. And they are like stories tall. And it's like what it's four towers with walls and they live within them. And yeah, I just the design, everything. It just all was like very fun. Um, the rich people were being terrible the entire time. It was just a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, a little a, a slightly too accurate. It need you know what it needed, Jason. It needed I mean, maybe we're not quite there yet in the Contagion storyline, but it needed a series of celebrities singing Imagine. That's what
1: it needed. Oh, God, (laughs) that was just
0: the most tone deaf, crazy thing you've ever seen.
1: Well, I mean, again, kind of tying back to just like how far removed. These people are, Uh you know, Uh it's like. Yeah, it's like this thing where like I remember uh, at my last job, uh, a guy I worked with who uh, I ended up becoming friends with him. I still talk to him sometimes, you know, uh, shout out to Dwayne. He's a great guy. He's put up put up with a lot of my shit. (laughs) Um, But uh, uh, he would sometimes, though, and and I I couldn't convince him that this was different, but like, you know, he kind of moved up and moved on to a different job while I didn't and uh you know at the company and um and I would sometimes try to explain to him like the stresses of like things that were going on now and like how different things were bullshit and blah 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 sure. he's like hey man and he would say like hey man like i get it he's like don't forget like i used to do this job too and i'm like dude i'm like you've been away from it for way too long and it's so different now i'm like you have no idea and yeah. and i think sometimes and that's obviously like a parallel but like I think sometimes even if someone didn't necessarily grow up with money, like if you've been like pretty wealthy from like get, the time you were like in your twenties and like you're suddenly yeah, you getting get into your forties. and stuff.
0: Once you get comfortable, it's, it's tough to, to remember the feelings of, of uncomfortability.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then you add on the extra layer of a uh, celebrity. Yeah. Right. Just, like, makes it, I mean, like so much.
0: In all, in all fairness, though, if Gal Gadot did ask me to sing "Imagine" into my cell phone, I I'd, I'd do it. I I would. I would be in
1: the "Imagine" video, Jason. I I, I wouldn't, and and uh, please, please cut this. But uh, <laughs> are you going to talk about Gal Gadot? Well, just and being in yeah. the in support of an of an. No yeah. fuckers all forever. Like I don't fucking give a shit. Like yeah, oh, you're pretty. Good, good, good for she's you. A hot, she's a hot. idiot. Um. Yeah. Anyway. But, anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Let's but you can, into- you can. You can. You can. You can cut. Cut. Cut that part. We'll cut around we, that. We, we don't. We don't. We don't need that. I, I, I don't need to have that conversation with people. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: I'm figuring out where the line is, Jason, and I appreciate that. All right. Let's <laughs> let's circle the wagons. Get into Contagion 2 with uh, Detective Comics 695. Written by Chuck Dixon. Pencils by Tommy Lee Edwards. He he returns. He was on Shadow before this, but now he's in Detective. Inks by Scott Hanna. Colors by Gloria Vasquez. Seps by Android Images. Letters by John Costanza. Edits by Scott Peterson with associate edits from Darren Vincenzo. It's the gray area and it's Contagion 2. We picked up where we left off from shadow. Batman escapes the level four bug house contamination area. The mop-up crew realizes that the general Derwent is dead from the virus. Batman and Robin suspect Maris is the current carrier of the virus, and they try to go put eyes on him while looking for a lead. He is dying from the virus. Maris reveals that there's one other survivor of the current outbreak and they might be able to use his blood to make an antiviral. They're locking everything down in Babylon in an effort to protect themselves. Batman and Robin realize that this is too big for them alone, and that they need help, but they can't get it from the GPD. Meanwhile, the pilot, who is now walking around, is showing symptoms other than sneezing. Oracle finds the sole survivor of the initial outbreak, Kendall Stewart but they're in a race against time. Now the pilot's family is dying, including their child. The survivor that is somewhere and Kendall is somewhere out in Ontario and Batman sends Robin to go get him and bring him back. Basically, he's counting on him to get the work done quickly uh, while Batman is in Gotham because the rich have also put a bounty on Kendall Stewart uh, that Gotham's underworld is trying to collect on. So you have bad guys going after Kendall, and you have Robin going after Kendall. Good luck,
1: Tim. We'll see you out yeah. there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, good. Get you. You. You go get him, little shaver. You go get
0: Robin. Him. Robin uh, breaks into the last known address of Kendall Stewart and finds Catwoman there waiting for him. This is continued in Robin twenty-seven. Jason, what do you think of Detective Comics six ninety-five?
1: I I've honestly this like whole time and like we were talking about before how I was talking about like when I was uh, finishing up the write up for shadow last night, like I, I had like texted you because I was like, I was at a point where I was like, fuck, I don't know if I'm going to like finish this. So like I texted you like being like, yeah. Oh, he's still going to record today or not. And then I was like, Oh wow. Oh, I only have two. Pi- oh no. Okay. This is like, it- this stuff is moving quick. Like I, yeah. I didn't even like, re- like, and it's like a lot of information, which like i i i I gotta say, like whoever probably credit to whoever the editor was who was in charge of this whole arc, you right. know, because you know it was like one person who yeah, like it's, man, it's, they're keeping things nice and clear, and i wish you know.
0: I wish I knew who put this together because uh you know, it's an entirely different team, every single book, and even different editors. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I don't know who structured this thing. Like that kind of stuff stays within DC editorial. Like they don't talk about that kind of thing. And they shouldn't. They shouldn't have to. You know, like no yeah. editors are out there taking your victory lap. Like that shouldn't really happen. But yeah. Yeah, It it is. Uh, I think because it's a smaller story and not like Nightfall, Night's Quest, Night's End. It's a little more manageable, so they got a like a better hand on it. Uh, At least that's my impression. I I don't know how many of these smaller events they do. I mean, they did do the underworld event, but we didn't really get into that a whole lot. And this seems to be contained to just the bat books. So I Mm. assume that the person in charge of it is Denny O'Neill, because I think he's running the bat office at this point
1: yeah 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 probably probably and i'm sure like you know and i'm sure like most things it's probably like a mix of people helping Mm -hmm. out and like you know like how they say like Like, uh like tv like tv writer rooms they're like they're like yeah some person's name might be on an episode but it's really like however many people are in the room like wrote it. it's just kind of how that like denny o'neill being like
0: i want to do This kind of story, and then gets on like a phone call with like Chuck Dixon and Alan Grant, and you know, yeah, everybody who's writing in the Bat House, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, and all the other editors, like, have yeah, yeah, but but man, like I, but like it's just like like I was thinking yesterday, I'm like, well, and today when I was just like kind of like thinking about stuff for the you know just making sure it's clear in my head and everything, I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's a, I'm like, man, it's a lot of information and all these books that I've read, you know that that I've retained so, pretty, pretty well, you know. I do agree that Shadow and Detective held a lot
0: of information. However, we are now going to continue into Robin 27, Catwoman 31, and Azrael 15, which is kind of like its own separate little adventure pod thing. Um, yeah, yeah. Since we don't normally cover these books and we don't want to make an episode that is like two hours long, uh I'm gonna cover them all very quickly right now. And before yep. I start, I, I you know, and I'm not even gonna shout out you know uh teams that are working on these or anything. However, I do want to give special, special mention to Mike Waringo, who's working on Robin. What a fucking delight and
1: breath of fresh air his work. Oh is. my god. His his <laughs> his art is always so I was thinking about it when I was reading it and I'm like, his art is just always so good. And he has this, like um, he's always had this wonderful uh, what I like to call in my head, bouncy quality yeah, to his for art. Any, 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 any sort of like, it's kind of weird because like sometimes when I say bouncy, I sometimes mean like animated and ins- inspired art, but like, sometimes not and this is kind of like he very clearly has some like you know animation uh influence whether i don't know if that's yep. any kind of training he did because a lot of guys back in the day especially like went to school for animation but ended up doing comic books or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there, there's just this great like uh, um i don't know there's a like, natural
0: energy to everything
1: yeah yeah and and like and the character designs and the facial expressions are always just they're just so on point and like it's so great for uh emotional impact and jokes too like the timing of jokes is just yeah yeah. it's all
0: it's all there it it all worked really well not only that but man all, all of these artists on all of these books can draw a pretty cool batman not all all of them cannot draw a like what looks like a functional kitchen and like micro-wingo yeah. can like Waringo, like all of his sets like oh, every God, space yeah. looks um not only like well designed and well laid out within the frame like compositionally but also looks lived in looks like these characters belong there like they don't seem foreign like it all it all like unites into a cohesive world that I feel like is lacking in a lot of, especially nineties books that we're reading where people like want to draw the cool Batman. And then they're like, Oh, here's the rest of the kitchen. You know, like that. Yeah. Kind of
1: back, backgrounds are hard, man. You know, it's backgrounds like, are hard. it's why comic books are generally made by teams of people. If you want them out on any regular kind of basis.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
1: Because you need you need some help with that.
0: Spe- speaking of getting getting this out, let's let's move on to Contagion 3, 4, and 5 in Robin 27, Catwoman31, Azrael 15. Hang on to your butts, C tier Batman fans, because we're gonna move <laughs> quick. <laughs> These issues are Contagion 3, 4, and 5. Robin fights Catwoman before teaming up with Catwoman. She wants the reward. Robin wants to save everyone. Tracker starts following Robin and Catwoman. He's also there for money. Batman decides to send Asriel to help Robin, but doesn't let Robin know. It's a quirky, fun surprise, because the last time Asriel and Robin get together, he tried to choke the life out of him. It'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tim, Tim Drake has no trauma.
1: It's all right. He'll be meanwhile,
0: fine. Meanwhile, meanwhile, meanwhile. The media is stoked about the plague because they're going to get some sick ratings. Montoya's sailor boyfriend gets the plague. Gotham commissioner gets a call from the governor as bureaucracy tries to figure out the plague. They're not doing great. Also, Mike Ringo drew the, the commissioner. What's his name? Something how how or something like yeah. that. Uh, he's the commissioner for a couple of months. And he's getting fitted for a new uniform that's got like tassels oh, yeah. and stuff on it. It's like and looks super important. Stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Very, very nice touch. Uh, Mike Ringo yeah. drew the hell out of that, that scene. Um. Anyway. Catwoman and Robin find Kendall Stu- uh, Stewart as they are both ambushed by the tracker. Then the tracker is immediately ambushed by Azriel. Everyone fights in one Cabin in a very small room. Kendall, admittedly, not too into Robin, Azrael, Catwoman, and Tracker fighting in his very small cabin. <laughs> so he's he starts booking it. He starts running. Robin chases after him, and that's when they realize there's masked men on skis with guns trying to come get them as well because they're in, they're in Toronto. I or they're in the. Canada wilderness so uh,
1: yeah. yeah Oh, let me find my place a okay. lot, 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 lot of guns in the Canada wilderness
0: yeah right 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 everyone fights in the room Kendall isn't into it they get ambushed by guys on skis uh, working for the Order of St. Dumas presumably we don't know for sure Catwoman Azriel, and Tracker fight eventually they stop fighting because Catwoman offers Tracker more money everyone but Robin catches up to Kendall who gets shot dead by one of the ski guys. Before he dies, he reveals that there were two other survivors. Catwoman knocks out Tracker. Robin takes Kendall's blood. Azriel and Catwoman keep the two other survivors' information from him, from Robin. Catwoman wants to cut Robin out. Azriel doesn't want to put him in danger because he felt like uh, an intense guilt about putting him in danger like through all of nightfall and whatnot. He's like, I, don't, I really don't want to bring this kid with me. Montoya finds her boyfriend dead as in Catwoman go after uh, Leonard, an idiot and a survivor. They decide to like fall asleep in the car for some reason at some point and then Tracker gets the drop on them because they're asleep in the car on the road. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. His name is Tracker and they drove a car through the snow. I, I mean what are we doing here guys? They fight and then they team up again. <laughs> Leonard thinks that he's invincible because he survived the plague. He's like a Superman. As Cat and Track find him on a huge boat with a lot of goons because he's like a mob guy, I guess. They murder a lot of dudes to get to find him. Then they find him. He insists he c- that they can offer him nothing. Money doesn't matter. Like whatever they bring doesn't matter because he's invincible. And then to prove it. He stabs himself in the chest and dies. Gene, <laughs> what did you think of Robin 27, Catwoman 31, and Azrael 15?
1: Alright, I have some notes. I took some notes on the books. Okay. Alright, hit me. So these are very short notes. But in Robin 27, uh there, there's a scene where uh Batman uh confronts Penguin and uh, you know, about trying to find the survivor like for for money
0: right, right right penguins penguins really running i didn't put this in there but penguins really yeah. running the contract that the rich people in babylon are like putting out to find survivors
1: yeah yeah and like and batman is like he's right to be horrified but like i thought it was like kind of funny in the sad way that penguins is acting just like a pharmaceutical company would right because like oh oh you want to survive you want to survive this deadly disease and there might be one way to for you to do it and i might have the means to help you out or you're gonna pay through the fucking nose or you're going to die oh other people might die can they pay me no fuck them
0: yeah (laughs) which is
1: pretty much yeah yeah batman's just rightfully horrified by that Yep. And it was it was also really funny when uh, Catwoman had a costume change. She changed into an Arctic uh, costume, yeah. and it was just really funny to see Robin get half a chub when she's like just standing <laughs> over him, be like, "Yeah, you like this new shit, huh?" He's like, "I'll take your silence as a yes, you teenager. You obviously <laughs> like this new suit."
0: <laughs> also, there's a bunch of stuff happening in Azrael fifteen that like I think links to the Azrael stuff at large where he, yeah. he's talking to a woman in, like, a purple jumpsuit, but he's standing next oh. to Catwoman in her Arctic jumpsuit, and it looks like Catwoman. And I was like, what the hell is going on right now? And it took me a couple reads over that to realize, oh, he's just chatting with, like, some girl who's helping him, I guess. He's just, like, checking in. And then Catwoman was like, yeah, he's, he's talking to a girl. I can tell because he's an incel. He's a little pervert over here.
1: Yeah. Well, because she the, the the person he's talking to was like was like, um, well, are you still upset over this person kissing me? Well, you had every chance, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was all the draw, all the the kissing drama in Azrael, Agent of the Bat.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like getting angry that someone asked your crush out when like you've had a crush on the person for like two years and you haven't done shit. It's like, well, sorry, man, but you know, like also great we're trying to deal with a global plague here come on Azriel, head in the game yeah yeah or also at the same time Azriel, how about like when you're talking to your friend here be like i'm trying to like stop like a horrible plague how about you don't give me this shit right now all right right, right. <laughs> how about we table this <laughs> yeah, about we my- the kissing <laughs> drama for like yeah. one fucking issue <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Azrael's like, listen, I know I'm an incel, but I'm also trying to like save people too. So, like, you know, that's one good part about me. So how about we focus on that part? Also, I very much enjoyed when
0: uh Robin and Catwoman got ambushed by Tracker, who was then immediately ambushed by Azrael. And then they're in they're in a cabin. They're in a log cabin made of wood. And Azrael's, well. Time to start lighting up all the flames. Yep, <laughs> I gotta, gotta yep. start fighting. And I'm like,
1: "Yeah, my dude, you're gonna kill everyone in this building." Yeah, and also you—you you apparently have like you know, uh, somewhat superhuman strength. Know how to fight. And you have giant swords that can come out of the top of your wrists. You don't need the flame right now. <laughs> Wait till and you're an additional outside. flaming sword and
0: an additional flaming sword yeah uh, yeah he's, he's,
1: it's like yeah. i think you're fine with with that but so my, my only as reals like, always
0: going extra always going extra yes
1: yeah my only other notes were uh cat woman like the book like being written by a man is like well i mean you know it's not always bad right but and the effort sure. is there especially for the time like i know i'm sort of judging it from like these times and I guess there's like a larger conversation to have about how and why that is good or bad. Uh, you know, doesn't, you don't know, have to dismiss it, but like all the like strong female woman characters stuff sometimes like, but I will say this yeah. when you said they, when you said they like, you know, for some reason they decided to stop and take a nap. I, wrote down that, hey, listen, Catwoman knows that sleep is important and I fucking love it when they make her personality traits blatantly (laughs) cat-like.
0: I mean, I guess she was like, I'm going to take a cat nap. And she's like, I don't know what you're going to do, an as-nap or whatever. She's like, whatever. And then they both fell asleep in the car. I was, Jason, that moment I was like, what is happening? Drive to a building? What are we doing?
1: We barely left
0: the crime scene that we've created.
1: Yeah, no, no it was it was definitely it was definitely very dumb. It's just that like I I I gave it a pass because it was Catwoman acting like a cat because that's honestly like a a cat would be like, well, I just got out of danger. (laughs) Time to sleep, (laughs) you know. (laughs) It's just not wrong. Like you're not wrong.
0: I don't have anything else on Contagion. Uh, what would you think of Contagion in general, as the first five?
1: I I honestly I honestly really dug it. I I really I, I didn't. I'll 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 be honest again. I I said I honestly really dug it because like when this was uh when this was coming up, I was like, oh great, another <laughs> fucking crossover of thing story. trying to get me to pick
0: up Catwoman and Azrael yeah. and
1: whatever yeah yeah, yeah. They, they gave up on Huntress the cowards yeah not asking us to care about Huntress anymore just when I was about ready to consider caring about Huntress you know
0: It's funny that you brought that up because I did receive a comment on one of our uh on YouTube about caring about Huntress about <laughs> a person who cares about Huntress and they were oh. like they were like but in 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 my in your defense, I didn't start caring about Huntress until Birds of Prey, which it like started in like two thousand or two thousand one, I believe. So we're not there yet. We still don't care about Huntress.
1: Okay, so maybe maybe Huntress had a uh, a poison ivy like makeover. Yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to
0: get into some Batman and Robin number five?
1: Yeah, Just dive right in. Batman and Robin Adventures, issue number five. Ty Templeton is the writer. Tim Harkins, the penciler. Rick Berkick, inker. Linda Medley, holding down those colors. Richard Starkings and Comic Craft, holding down the letters, holding them straight down. Darren Vincenzo is the associate editor. Scott Peterson is the big boy editor. <laughs> Our story is titled Second Banana. Joker is on the loose, and he has a song in his heart. It's a classic song about bananas. I love that song, and I do sing it all the time. I should actually learn more of it than the chorus, but, you know, yeah, I'm a I fake like, gamer I, girl. So Yeah, I, I only know that, yes, we have no bananas. We have no bananas today. <laughs> Joker, with a bundle of nanners in his hand, is stopping in to see an old friend of his. This friend, Daryl, apparently owes him 20 bucks on a bet on who would win the World Series, and Daryl lost. Joker's pretty miffed that he didn't get paid what he's owed. Daryl is scared as hell and figured that Joker is an Arkham and all and could not get the Joker 20 bucks, and Joker doesn't give a fuck where he was. He, now he's going to murder the guy with bananas, and he even picked the greenest ones for maximum bludgeoning damage which I really enjoyed. But what stops this banana beatdown? Well, see, during all this conversation these old friends are having getting caught up, there's, you know, we see there's a bunch of computers and TVs around, and there was a TV that was playing when Joker, Joker barged his way in. And it was on a commercial at first, but flipped to an interview with a psychologist who works at Arkham, Dr. Richard Sprang. Anyone catch that name, kids? Uh, uh, ah? Yeah. Uh. In the middle of the banana beatdown, Dr. Sprang is asked, who's the most clever villain he's worked with at Arkham? That's clearly the Riddler, he says. This stops the Joker in his tracks, and he smashes up some of Daryl's stuff, giving Daryl a chance to wisely get the fuck out of... through the window. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... The Joker left alone uh, with all of Daryl's computer stuff. He figures he can hack into any computer from here. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> first things first, got take care of who's the most clever, colorful cut-up in Arkham. Joker sends a message out on what appears to be Gotham's legally distinct version of Times Square news ticker with a riddle. <laughs> what enigmatic Arkham inmate is going to die at midnight tonight? Hint, hint all be riddled with guilt about it signed the joker very subtle Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: dick relays all of this to batman as he's in the legally distinct times square right now for whatever reason probably there to see a peep show rest in peace joe matt off to arkham we go gordon has got bullock outside locking shit down ain't nothing getting past that beautiful dirt bag Inside, Gordon, Batman, Robin, and the Riddler, and a guard, are all standing sentry around, just kind of waiting. To, don't know what's what's going to happen. They're they're trying to keep Riddler safe. Just at that moment, all the doors to the cells are are opened up. They get they get a the, the guard gets a signal. He's like, I, I don't I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Batman figures the Joker must have hacked in somehow. Good job, detective. But now there's someone outside the door screaming for help, and they're, they're, they're wondering, should we let him in? Should like, I, I don't know. And Batman asks to look at the security camera, and it's the scarecrow and some big galoot who's aiming to put a hurt on him. Batman tells the guard to open the door, makes qu- quick work out of the galoot, just pff, beats the crap out of him is which is like i think that's my superpower that i want i want to be able to just kind of beat the crap out of anyone i can at a moment's notice we got, I think that's like an undersold superpower that batman has by now. the way the big dilute
0: is lockup we got two lockups right in a row uh last oh, no, shit. last bat pod lockup Didn't was the up. one who picked up a weed whacker out of the pond and oh uh, He's he was in his costume then, but he's not now. Lockup's like whole thing is like it's he just wants to put people away forever for like minor infractions. He's like a he's lost his mind. He's totally black and white, true believer in the prison system of for everyone. Um and that's why Batman
1: puts him away. Oh, oh. All right, and realize. I mean, I, I imagined he was someone. I, have, I missed that that yeah, was yeah, lockup, yeah. up. And now we find out, though, that this whole thing, this whole thing, that Riddler being in danger was a ruse. Joker only needed Batman and Robin distracted so he could deliver a box of exploding cigars, which is a nice touch, to Dr. Yep. Sprang's house. That'll teach that egghead who's the cleverest. Joker, Joker flies uh, to a rooftop after this Joker flies to a rooftop on a branded, personal, personally branded hot air balloon. And he's loaded up with plantains this time. This man is serious and he's ready to get down to some serious business. He doesn't really care for the taste of them very much, though. Thinks they taste kind of like cardboard. Takes one bite and just like tosses one over his shoulder. Have you, Wait a minute! Have you
0: had have you had plantains? Have you had raw plantains?
1: I've not had raw plantains. I had fried I, plantains are fucking dope as shit. Yes, like, yes. I've had cooked I've plantains had them, in various form.
0: I've never had them raw, and I, I wonder if like there's you need to cook them because he
1: eats one and he's disgusted. Yeah, yeah. I kinda I kinda think you need need to. I I, I really think you need need to. to. Yeah. Yeah. But so let's see. Yeah. So wait a minute. I'm I'm seeing some cells. This madman broke back into Gotham. uh, Gotham. This madman broke back into Arkham. Apparently, he actually really did mean to kill the Riddler. And now he's there to make good on his promise. Tropical style. Just like Jimmy Buffett would have wanted it. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Of course, it's a trap. Bats and Robs knows he'd be coming here, and a glass door slams slams shut behind him. Joker pulls out a comically large pistol and blasts his way out. Robin tries to stop him, gets hit with some funny gas, and can't can't stop laughing. Batman tries to keep him calm, but Dick, ever the soldier, tells him to go catch up with that creep. Batman makes his way to the roof only to get clobbered with a golf swing from Joker's comically large pistol. I told you it was comically large. I'm not making shit up, all right. It's like, the floor it's is- like
0: four four feet long it's oh it's, yeah it would put you know in the <laughs> uh in the batman movie eighty nine where he t- where the Joker takes out the comically large gun to shoot down the the bat plane, I think. That's what, yeah, what's yeah. going on. Um, yeah, yeah, this gun that was drawn seemed to be a direct challenge to that <laughs> gun. Like that gun was like three feet long, and this one's four feet.
1: <laughs> yeah, re- re- reminds me of that. Uh, and I know I've mentioned it before, but of a uh, uh, Grant Morrison's plan. Uh, if if they had gotten to do uh, X Men after their run, you know, like if if they had gotten like another contract yeah. or whatever and because the he was like they they were like uh yeah the uh the x men movies were just starting to come out and they were like the the movie technology just caught up to like what comic books could do and so i wanted to write a story that challenged that be like oh you want to adapt this shit we'll have fun i wish
0: <laughs> i wish the industry had that mentality to it these days
1: yeah yeah which which i i look at that gun and i'm like all right tim burton what do you got left yeah
0: only in comics only in comics
1: yeah yeah well the the force of this comically large gun knocks batman off the roof and now he's holding on by his little fingertips while the joker villain monologues about he's going to kill him and get away with it you know as they do well he won't get away with it sorry well, he won't get away from being a slob because this asshole just slipped on a plantain peel, falling off the roof. Batman catches him, and while he's <laughs> holding him there, the Joker asks him why he saved him, and Batman, quoting something Joker had said earlier, "cause I play by my own rules. Nice, nice, Batman. Nice. Nick, before we get think? into
0: before oh, yeah. we get into what I thought of it, uh, can I read the stinger for the next issue? Oh, yes. Next issue. Robin fired already. But who could possibly replace him? Find out in 30 as Ty, Rick, Linda and Rich bring you Batman and Robin Adventures number six. See you then.
1: Oh, maybe a Batgirl. Maybe, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I have mixed feelings about this issue because it is drawn in a way that's extremely looney tunes which like on the one hand i kind of liked and on the other hand i was kind of like man i miss batman gotham adventures like those books played it so straight and this one is like we're making a wacky time and i'm like "Uh." and like it worked for me in points like when he took out the giant gun i was like oh hell yeah That's that's why we're doing this. That's why this looks this way. Yeah. When it's like, like, oh, yeah, we're uh, we're trying to protect the Riddler. And like he opened up all the cells and the inmates are going wild. I'm like, this art style does not lend itself to like high drama and action. Um, Yeah, there was a
1: there was a lot of that that happened off screen. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, The my my other thought with all of these like uh, uh, wacky kind of Looney Tunes esque drawings that that are in here is that uh, while everybody looks off model, the the only two people who are on model the entire time are Bullock and the commissioner. And I think it's because they already have such exaggerated features. This artist like got in here and was like, well, I, I just I guess I'll just draw this guy. You know, like they're like, ah, it's fine.
1: He's already done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The one, the one panel Bullock appears in, he takes up. It's a huge panel, and he takes up a lot of space. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And he looks completely on model, like nailed it, nailed it. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I had a lot of like mixed feelings about Tim Harkins penciling this, but uh, I think it was overall enjoyable for a single issue. I hope this isn't the new direction of the book. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I I I agree. I think I I think I liked it more than you. I think like kind of going back to what we always say about Kelly Jones, that like, you know, obviously they're like, oh, I got this artist. Cool. I'll I'll make just a super wacky, super cartoony story yeah. because this will fit what this guy does best. And I'm not going to make him draw a bunch of like, you know, I'm not going to make a rogues gallery story where there's like eight right. different it's, villains. It's not going to get grim like dark. Like, yeah. 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 Or, or, or even like, or even an adventure book story, like the old series used to go into yeah. like a, like, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not, it's like, I'm not going to make you draw 10, 10 man. It's fine. Like, it's not going to, you, you know, it's like a, it's like when someone tries to play um, uh, power chords on an acoustic guitar, right? Is that like, <laughs> is that like, it can kind of work sometimes in like a folk punky kind of way, you know, or for like a one off thing. But like for the most part, it's like, dude, you need, you need to be electric for that. You should be maybe like, you, there's a bunch of other things yeah, you can play yeah. on this, you know? And so like, I think it's kind of yeah. like that. It's like, there's a bunch of stuff that this style of art can do. And and he could he could do an adventure story. It would probably work. I'm sure he could figure it out. But it's like the best yeah. suited for four foot long pistol.
0: You're right. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And 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 also, personalized um, hot air balloon.
0: Personalized you know, hot one. air balloon slipping out a banana peel to fall <laughs> off the building. You know, like it's, yeah. all, it's all wacky antics.
1: Yeah. 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 It's totally merry metal melodies, Looney Tunes. Uh. My other thought was
0: I cannot believe that somebody made a bet on a sports game with the Joker. I was like, that's insane. But then I was like, I've met sports fans and I've met some true believers and I could totally see that if Joker walked into a bar and was like 20 bucks on this, (laughs) like this team, somebody would be like, you're fucking on
1: (laughs) a little, a little, uh, behind the scenes thing well not behind the scenes but like just like how how uh shit works in my dumb head <clears throat> when i was writing it out and i was like you know the joker's looking to uh to like to be paid what he's owed anytime yeah. someone like owes someone anything i always think of the christmas episode of boondocks where uh riley is wanting to get after santa to pay what he fucking owes you're gonna pay what you owe santa you know, and like, and beats up a mall santa because he thinks he's got jilted on christmas presents over the years oh man and it's just like you're gonna, you're gonna pay what you fucking owe you're gonna pay what you owe fat man which like you know I, I say that to my cat all the time yeah
0: the only thing that comes to mind as far as paying what you owe is um that damn john cusack movie with the kid the paper boy who's oh, like Better Off Dead?
1: dollars yeah, yeah. Yeah, Better, better off, off Dead. $2. I <laughs> freaking love Better <laughs> Off Dead. Some stuff in it and it doesn't age super well, but not as poorly as some other yeah, movies yeah. do. But there there are some there are some things in Better Off Dead where you're like, oh yeah, this was made in the 80s. <laughs> oh, I haven't watched it recently at all. The last
0: time I probably watched it was 15, 20 years ago, but uh Yeah, I remember it being very, very good. And I want my $2 is like etched into my brain.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, $2. Yeah, and there's there's a great scene where he's like up on a hill and there's like a long shadow cast down and like it's all dark. And he's like, $2. Just a (laughs) menacing figure. The Joker very much has that energy in this. (laughs) you know, as a as a former paper boy myself, yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking gimme my two dollars, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck with a newsie, okay? Yeah, Headlines right. don't sell papes, newsies sell papes. Oh my god. We can't keep going back
0: to newsies, Jason.
1: <laughs> Why not? It's the only it's we've talked amazing. about this
0: before, right? Like when Probably. I moved to when I moved to Philadelphia, for some reason. In the group of people that I fell in with, like half of them just talked about Newsies all the fucking time. And I was like, I, I had never seen Newsies. And I was like, what the hell are you guys talking about? And they're like, oh, we should watch Newsies. And I'm like, no, no, I'm putting my foot down.
1: I I love I love Newsies for, for only for this one reason. Do I love Newsies? OK. <clears throat> Anything else about it? I probably saw it once when I was a kid. You know, haven't watched it since. Sure. But it's a classic musical. The movie was made by Disney, right? Uh-huh. The movie itself, though, the story of it, the whole point of the story, it is radically pro-union. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, and Disney funded and distributed this movie, but it's a, it's a it's about kids selling papers in the thirties who start to organize so they can not get treated like shit. It's totally, you know, so like uh, I'll always have a special place in my heart for newsies. Sure. Sure.
0: Is there uh, any other last thoughts on uh, Batman and Robin adventures issue five?
1: No, I think we all, I think we, I think we both kind of hit it, hit it pretty well. You know, I just kind of, sure. You know, I but I do agree with you. It's, you know, the style is good and fun. I just kind of hope that it's not like the uh rest of the series.
0: Yeah, I hope we're not going to you know. live here for 10 more issues. It was it was yeah. a good one-off. I enjoyed it. Let's let's bag and board it, put it away.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What do you think the uh best issue of the month was? Uh, and we read more than our usual amount cuz we read Robin, Azrael, and Catwoman.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna the Robin's kind of edging it out a little bit, mostly because of Mike Rowingo's. I was gonna art. say
0: the same shit. You know. Mike Rowingo was such a breath of fresh air, man.
1: Yeah. It it's it's almost it's almost getting me to to read the book just for his art. But I also know that like I oh, don't you know what? Maybe I will. Maybe I will just just for really- that.
0: You read a little bit of Robin already, didn't you? Because I remember you saying that you were like Mike Ringo's on
1: this and he's doing a great job. Yeah, when we when we started the new series, when we when we started the new volume, um, yeah, I, I had I had read like a little bit because you have them all in our uh, in the list, like the extra books yeah. that you put in there, and I was like, oh, I'll, you know, at the start, I'm like, I'll check out Robin for a bit. I'm like, maybe this will be a sure. fun thing to like bring bring to the show every once in a while and maybe I will maybe i'll start doing that like every i mean i don't i yeah. don't know any regular basis but like just for mike raringo's art man it's just it's just so much fun it's just like like and i know that like and i think i mentioned this about i don't know about what artist on the last pod but like it's it's so much fun to see artwork that like i know the work that goes into it right like the actual honest like Hard, hard work that goes into just yeah. making a page to say nothing of like getting to a point where dc's even gonna freaking hire you, you know? Sure, yeah. But it's so, it's always so great to me to like see an art, see, to see an artist page after page being like, this person's having a lot of fun drawing, you know? It's like, yeah, it just like Mike, comes through, like it just Mike comes through. That like, has that energy to it for sure. You're absolutely Yeah. Right. Yeah, so like I I can't like it's like a um it it's like when you see someone in high school or you probably even saw more of it at SCAD where you can like a person can just take like the most chisel tip marker and just make shit that like has like different line weights somehow like just like bust it out, you know, like do, have it you just ever seen? Um, has that kind of feeling, you know. Speaking of, have you ever seen Jock draw? I've not seen it. No,
0: because like, I, I, I watched a few videos, and he's he's using for a lot of his mark making, he's using like uh just a like the biggest fucking sharpie he can fucking find, and and chisel tip, and just like very quickly move over the page. Uh, and I was like, I was like, man, that looks easy. I'm going to draw like Jock. And then I tried it and I was like, this is actually very, very hard. <laughs> I was like, I'm not as good as Jock.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I I, I forget the artist now, uh, but I, I read this thing where um, uh, this Japanese artist, like he was it was like an auto bio story. And like he uh, wrote this scene about the first time he met uh, Osamu Tezaka, you know. Mm-hmm. And like and like, of course, like how nervous he was and everything and how, you know, and he's like and essentially the story was like he was like and we're just sitting there and this motherfucker takes a blank sheet of paper and just starts drawing with a pen right in the middle of it. And there's just like immaculate Astro boy. And then this whole scene unfurls throughout the whole page that just like no guidelines, no nothing, no. And just everything just like perfect all set in there like no and he was just like sitting there like oh oh yeah that's why he's him that's you know? why he's him
0: yeah yeah <laughs> cuz just whoop, 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 whoop. like oh man what's your favorite book robin it was Is it-, it was probably it was probably a toss up between robin and uh uh batman uh kelly jones yeah always
1: good kelly jones in a circus even better you know, yeah, kind, kind of hard, kind of hard to win against Kelly Jones in a circus. That's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, that's like, that's like in the ne- in the next lane, Michael Phelps. And you're like, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> I get to race against this asshole. Awesome. Uh,
0: sorry. So same quality as as the Robin issue. Very different artist, Mike Ringo and uh, Kelly Jones. But same quality, like you can tell that just Kelly Jones just having a. Fucking ball out there, you know?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Just having a good time.
0: Yeah. So probably a toss up between the two. And uh, I thought that Contagion uh, was a little better
1: than I was expecting in general. Yeah, definitely. it definitely was. It didn't didn't blow me away, but like I said, it was like it, a whole lot of information that they crammed into like every book. But it was yeah, that that stuff is so easy to get muddied, you know, or mm-hmm. to or to get like. Or like sometimes writers will feel like having characters repeat things a few times. Sure. You know, sure. So, if someone didn't catch it, but there wasn't really a lot like of that, or like the repetition was like spaced out enough. It moved quick. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. yeah. Contagion overall. Man, so far. Good, good month of bat books in general. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, where can people find you? They can find me still on Twitter at King of Black Acid. Also on Blue Sky at uh, King Black Acid. Still haven't posted anything over there yet. Got to get into it a bit more. Twitter's just getting kind of even just boring at this point. Uh, But also, World's Second Finest on Twitter.com. Yep. World's Second with the two. That's the show. account where we uh I, in fact <coughs>
0: <coughs> in fact i don't know if uh the batman episode that we just recorded is going to be late or not because i have a comic convention this weekend usually i uh do all my editing and and stuff on fridays saturdays and get the pot out for sunday but i'm clearly not going to be able to do that because i will be at Asheville Beer City Comic Con. So those delays, if you want to, if you if you're like, where's the episode? Like, is it coming? I don't know. If you're like, this is all I can think about. I'm I'm weirdly manic about this and I'm trying to get professional help, but like I, I really just need to know where the episode is. You can find it at world's second finest Twitter. I always post up there if I'm I'm running late
1: on uh on anything really. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll post that like Nick's stuck in a bear trap, you know. Yep. Or, or or something like that, you know, which which will likely be true. You know, how like most, like, most of the you time know, violent comic con- book conventions can get.
0: Yeah, most of the time it's not a bear trap. Most of it, most of the time, I'm just like head and like one and a half
1: shoulders into a big pot of honey.
0: <laughs> yeah. With wearing no
1: pants. You, you you do love your you, you do love hunting for honey pantsless. You yeah. know,
0: it's weird. It's Jason, weird, but it's you know, you're not hurting it's anyone easy. when you do it. So. Specific, very niche hobbies that really <laughs> just light my fire.
1: R slash pantsless honey.
0: You can find me at linktree.com slash Nick Phil. You can find all relevant links up there, including the discord where you can come and hang out and talk comic books. Uh, I'm on there. Pretty much every time I'm in the chair. So regular work days, definitely. Um, Boyks, Cam, and Chops and I are about to do, uh, we're about to try an archipelago this week. I know that you're uh, not able to uh, hear it live because this is, it's going to happen before this episode goes live, but uh, you can see it on my Twitch. Let me explain to you what archipelago is just real quick. It is a randomizer amongst. A bunch of different games so i'll be playing a link to the past boix will be playing pokemon red and both of those games will be connected so boix will find the fire rod from the legend of zelda in like the bushes and it will send it to my game and i will find like a master ball and send it to his game and so they're interconnected and randomized like every every item is in a different place and then they're all scattered across multiple games. And so we're having, we're going to do four games. It's going to be buck wild. I'm really looking yeah. forward to it. It's, it's Sounds hell like a to set up, but, but we're going to, but we're going to do it. And you can find that at uh, twitch.tv slash And then uh, once the VOD leaves there, it will be on the YouTube forever. So check it out. Nice. I will check that out. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, everyone.